Content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to tonight's episode of Cryptic Portal. I'm your host, Mike, and tonight we will be taking you through some true tales of terror. We have four stories tonight that will leave you uncomfortable and will definitely make you wonder if you're being watched. Our first encounter offers some sound advice and is called, Always Remember to Close Your Blinds by an anonymous Reddit user. This happened last summer. It was around 11 p.m. and I was sitting at my dining table typing away on my final paper of the semester. Behind me sits my kitchen and a big window that overlooks my backyard. This backyard was surrounded completely by a six-foot vinyl privacy fence, and inside that fence was a little garden I'd been working hard on. Lots of flowers and a little pond, I was proud of it, and would leave the blinds open so I could take in all my hard work during the day. I was caught up on my paper that was due by midnight, and since it was late, the dogs were snoozing away nearby. My concentration was broken by a very sudden, very loud, and deliberate tap, 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 behind me. I froze completely, and it dawned on me I had never closed my blinds. All of my interior lights were on, and we know how that works. Whoever was tapping could see me perfectly. Weirdly and inconveniently enough, my dogs who normally bark at the slightest noise were still sound asleep. It took me about five minutes to muster the slightest ounce of courage to turn my head just enough to see the window in my periphery, only to hear a loud crunch and another couple of taps, just a bit lighter. Nope. Fuck that. No need to look. The last thing I needed to see was a face pressed up against that window. To my left was a door to the carport, which led to the backyard. The handle was within arm's reach and I wouldn't have to look at the window to open it. I called to my dogs and they jumped up as soon as I turned the knob. I guess the watcher realized what I did. About 30 seconds passed and I heard a couple more crunches, then a very loud thud. If you've ever heard a vinyl fence being smacked against, it's a bit distinctive and I knew they jumped it. My dogs finally went nuts and I ran to the window near the thud. Lights off and blinds closed there, thankfully. I caught a quick glimpse of a leg disappearing behind the corner of my neighbor's house. I stayed up until dawn with my metal baseball bat and one of those giant sharp girl forks. With the fence and dogs, I always felt safe. How they got back there so quietly, I'll never know. I've lived here my whole life and never had anything happen so this has shaken me. Whoever that was wanted me to know they were there and definitely wanted my attention. 
I've since installed multiple cameras and motion lights all around the perimeter of my house. It's been quiet since. I feel better, but that illusion of safety has all but disappeared. You never know who or what may be lurking outside watching you, so always remember to close your blinds. Next, we have a chilling child's perspective of someone or something keeping an eye on an unsuspecting family. It's called, Have You Ever Heard of a Skinwalker? by Reddit user Lilith May Not. I've avoided telling the story before because I want to believe that it wasn't real, that it was just a dream, but I've heard so many similar encounters that I feel maybe I should tell someone. Maybe it was real and something like this really lives out there. I wish I'd known that it was possible back then. The story starts at my aunt's house. At the time, my mother and father were going through a divorce. I was about 11 and my younger sister was only 6. The details of the divorce don't really matter but we were staying at my aunt's house with my mom until she could find a place that she could afford on her own. My sister and I were too young to fully understand, so it was almost like a vacation. It helped that my aunt had a really cool house. It was big and seemed like it was bigger to a couple of kids. I don't really know house lingo, but it was very modern with two long main wings. One side housed the bedrooms and a small library. The other had a kitchen. The kitchen had these huge windows, the kind that most modern styled houses have, where they take up the whole wall. Nestled in this wall of windows was a sliding glass door, but my sister and I rarely used it because it was large and heavy and hard for us to open. Another thing about these windows, though, was they faced the woods. My aunt's house was completely surrounded, right on the edge of a large wooded area. The trees ended only a couple of feet from the sliding glass door. Of course, this was one of the benefits of her house, living near the woods was peaceful, or at least that's what my aunt always said. My aunt had a small sitting area by the window where she could sit and watch nature. Anyway, you get the idea. It was a big house with big windows and it sat close to the woods. For the majority of the time that we lived there, we had no issue. My sister and I would often play in the woods, but would always keep an eye on the house, and my mother would often sit in the sitting area by the windows and keep an eye on us. We'd play hide-and-seek, tag, or see if we could even climb some trees. But things changed at night, though. I hated those windows at night. When I'd walk down the long hallway of the south wing of the house just to get a glass of water from the kitchen or something, I'd see the trees moving, swaying unnaturally. Not like from the wind, where it starts at the top and works its way down, but like something was pushing against them from below, and the trees, they shook like that. It freaked me out, but I was 11, so that wasn't hard. I'd usually just hurry up, get my water, and run back to my room. I hated it so much that I rarely forgot to get water before bed, but I did forget a couple of times. Later on, I wasn't given a choice, though. One night, I had a dream that my mother was calling me. Her voice was coming from the kitchen, asking for my help with something. I stood up from my bed and made my way toward where she called, my brain fuzzy from sleep. Her voice was soft, but it carried to me as I walked, warm and familiar. The closer I got, though, the weirder it sounded, becoming slightly distorted and deeper. 
It was a mix of my mother's voice and some animalistic cries that just got louder until I was shook awake just before I stepped through the doorway of our kitchen. I looked around, confused. My mom wasn't there, and the whole house was dark except the moonlight that illuminated just enough of the room for me to know that it was empty. I shrugged it off as a sleepwalking dream, though I'd never had one before, so I turned around and I walked back to my room. A few nights passed before it happened again. This time, it was my father who called me. Please, he called. I need to talk to you. Come here. Just like the last time, I stood up from my bed like I was in a trance and unaware of what I was doing. Each step brought me closer to the kitchen where I could hear my father, his voice becoming more gravelly and broken as I walked. I stepped into the kitchen and thought I saw him there, standing by the kitchen island illuminated by the moonlight. When he turned and looked at me, I woke up and realized there was nothing there after all. It took a few days again, but on the third night, I heard my little sister. She was crying for me, telling me she hurt herself and needed my help. I stood up and started hurrying toward the kitchen. This time, I barely noticed when her voice started changing, becoming a distorted gasp as I drew closer. I stepped into the kitchen and saw her. She was knelt crying on the ground near the windows. I started to walk over to her, but I stopped when I realized something. She was kneeling behind the glass. She was outside. Her cries became a laugh, and I was startled awake. But I saw a shape kneeling just outside the window, only it was bigger and dark and misshaped. I screamed in terror as it moved, faster than anything I had ever seen before, disappearing into the woods. My mother came running in from her room, turning on the lights and confronting me. I told her about the sleepwalking in passing, so she chalked it up to me just having been asleep when I told her about the monster. She walked me back to my room and had me take some sleep medication to help me get back to sleep. After that, everything seemed like it might be okay. A week passed, and then two. My mom found a nice apartment that she was planning to move us into. My sister and I were sad to leave, but I was secretly relieved. I'd been on edge every night since it happened, wondering if it would call to me again. But everything was silent until the night just before we were meant to leave. I was just starting to drift off to sleep when I heard shuffling outside my door. I froze, certain that the monster had returned for me, that it had gotten into the house and was about to open my door. But the sound simply moved past me and down the hallway toward the kitchen. I stayed where I was, wanting to make sure it wasn't a trick. Then I got up as quietly as I could and crept over to the door. I hovered, unsure if I should open it or not. After a few seconds, I made up my mind to run to my mom's room and wake her up. I slowly cracked open the door and peeked into the hallway toward where the sounds were coming from. There, at the end of the hallway, and shuffling into the kitchen was a form of my little sister. I blinked and then squeezed my eyes shut and opened them again to make sure I wasn't sleeping. But no, she was real. And she was disappearing into the kitchen right before my eyes. As I realized this, I realized I could hear something. A kind of faraway moaning whine coming from the direction she was going. Dread ran up my body and I looked down the hallway at my mom's door, the opposite direction that my sister was walking. 
Fear told me to run and get her first, but instinct moved my feet toward the kitchen where my sister had gone out of sight. I ran as silently as I could down the hall and peered around the doorway just to look for her. There she was. She was standing right in front of the windows, her eyes open but glazed. As I watched, I realized the trees were swaying, the same way they used to but much faster now, and the swaying seemed to be getting closer, moving toward us at an alarming speed. I could hear branches breaking, and trees creak in protest as something hit them, and the moaning whine that I had heard coming from far away was getting louder, sounding like a dying animal. One tree was rocked so violently a flock of birds screamed out of it and into the night air. As this was happening, my sister was reaching for the lock on the sliding glass door. Even at eleven, I knew something was coming through the woods toward us, and it was running, sprinting right at my sister. I ignored my brain screaming to me to run the other way, and I raced toward my sister. The noise was all-encompassing now. It had become a screeching so loud it sounded like it was all around me. I grabbed my sister around the waist, pulling her back in just before her fingers touched the lock, and I pulled both of us behind the wall between the windows, just out of sight. The sound stopped. The trees no longer swayed, and the screeching had fallen silent. I could hear my sister breathing frantically, but I held her mouth closed, willing her not to cry. My own breathing was shallow and fast, but I tried to quiet it as I realized there was another sound. My sister's breathing, my breathing, and the breathing of someone, something else, standing just outside the window next to us. A too large, humanoid shadow blocked the moonlight that usually fell into the kitchen. I watched the figure reach out its naturally long arm. I held my breath as I heard it scratch against the sliding door and saw the shadow of the creature's arm touch where the handle of the door was. After a second, the creature withdrew its arm and let it fall to its side. Then it stood there, still, for what felt like hours. Finally, the shadow shrunk, and I could hear whatever it was leave. The underbrush rustled and the trees swayed, but the sound moved away this time instead of toward us. Still, I didn't move. I waited until all traces of its presence was gone before I slowly pulled my sister back toward the hall keeping out of sight of the windows as much as I could. My sister was crying as I led her down the hall, and I think I was squeezing her hand too tight, but I felt overwhelming relief as I opened the door to my mother's room and crawled into bed with her. My mother never believed us, of course, and we moved away the next day. I refused to return to my aunt's house ever since, and she eventually moved away. I've never had an encounter like that again, but that might be because I stayed away from the woods like a plague. If you're a fan of hiking or camping or living near nature, all I can say to you is good luck. Our final two stories tell of close calls and caution you about being out and about by yourself at night. The first one is called, Came Across a White Van at 2 AM by Reddit user Intelligent Knee, followed by Was I in Danger by Reddit user Ad Garcia.
So, I used to have terrible insomnia. So to pass the time, I would go for walks around my neighborhood really early in the morning. It was one of those mornings and I was out for a walk when I heard a car approaching me. Mind you, I live in a nicer middle class neighborhood that's a bit more secluded and people don't usually drive around there at night, so this was a little concerning. I turn around and there's this big white van driving really slow, around 20 feet behind me. Instead of continuing my walk, I stopped and waited to see what they were up to. It seems kind of stupid, but there's no way I'm turning my back on a vehicle at 2am just to get snatched and killed. The van then stops, and two dark figures get out and start walking toward me. I'm like, oh shit, and run. It might have been an overreaction, but I had this terrible feeling in my gut. I run toward my house, hiding behind bushes. I don't see the van until I turn the corner. They park near a patch of houses, and five of them were out of the van with flashlights looking around for something. They all had dark clothing on and weren't saying a word. One of the house's porch light turns on, and they run back to their van and hightail it out of there. It was pretty weird, and maybe I overreacted. I don't know. You tell me. This happened over 10 years ago. I worked night shift, and my shift ended at 10.30 p.m. Takes about 20 minutes to get home, so I pulled up to my apartment around 11 p.m. Now... At the time, I lived right outside of Chicago in a not-so-great area. Though I didn't hang out with the guys on the block, I knew of them so I never had any issue with them. One night, I got home and I parked my car on the street and before I turned off the engine, I noticed a guy on the corner looking at my direction. I couldn't tell if it was me or past me, but this person kept pacing back and forth. I should mention that this was a bit after Halloween and on that night we had some folks vandalize vehicles on my block. When I saw this person, my mind immediately went to that moment for some reason. Just then, a car drove past me extremely slow and looked right at me as he passed by. After he passed me, I looked at the guy on the corner and seemed to have disappeared only to reappear when the car parked and the guy in the corner walked up to the car and chatted to the driver. By this time I looked for something in my car that I can use to defend myself, but I had nothing. The guy in the corner steps back from the car and continues to pace back and forth. I finally decide to get out of my car and walk toward my building. Just then, another individual starts to walk toward me. I don't recognize him either. I look straight and think to myself, if something happens it's going to happen but he just walked right past me. I didn't stop to see where he went, I just got inside as quickly as possible. My car was vandalized quite frequently for a year and I never caught who did it. It all stopped once I got a new car. If you're gonna be out at 2am, make sure you know your surroundings and keep an eye out for those slow moving vehicles. You never know what intentions they have. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Cryptic Portal. Remember to like or follow us so you won't miss any of the new episodes we bring to you every Wednesday. 
We appreciate your support and ask that you please share and leave us a review. If you have a story you would like featured on an upcoming episode, you can submit to crypticportal at yahoo.com. narration, music and production by Mike and Marvin. Copyright Cryptic Portal 2021.